Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Manic Candace podcast. Hello, my friends. How are you doing? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Welcome. Especially for those of you that are new, welcome. For those of you that are returning, welcome back. I have missed you. It's been a long nine days. How has your first few weeks of the new year been? 2023. It's been productive for me. Pretty productive. Uh, Lots of cleansing energy. Uh, Be on high alert. There's something about like the turn of a a new calendar year where like people from your past just like come out of nowhere. Uh, And I wanted to prevent that as much as possible. And so I went through a multifaceted cleanse. Let me tell you all about it. But before I get into that, I want to preface you with some information that this episode is going to be about the the feds, the federal government, the officers, the people. What are they like? What is it like to know them on an intimate level? Um, for those of you who don't know, I have a parent that is a federal officer, has been a federal officer for almost 28 years. Um, and... I have reached a point where I'm comfortable sharing certain information about my experience with my my mom being a federal officer um, because it wasn't it wasn't normal and I knew it wasn't normal fairly early on since I could start to comprehend things. From a very early age, I started to put things together and realize, like, huh, okay, this is what my mom does for a living. And this is the effect that the feds have on the world. And this is how the feds are viewed. So I just want to give a perspective from a a child of a, a federal officer. Just things that I have seen i have observed so before we get into that i just want to clear house and talk to you about my multifaceted cleanse let's start with instagram i unfollowed like 400 people and i didn't know i was following so many accounts that i didn't interact with I'm following like 120 people right now, and that is kind of like a lot to me. But I feel connected to each person, or I feel connected to what they do, the the content that they put out. And for those of you that don't know, I'm an artist as well, in case I have forgotten. Just kidding. But yes, uh, I follow other artists, and other artists follow me, and I just want to keep that very intimate. I reached a point in my journey where I've earned that I feel so I unfollowed 400 something people and I thought that I would get like a a mass 
unfollowing like in return, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. So I was like, huh, okay. Well, I don't want to have the number of people I'm following being significantly less than the people following me to be like a confidence booster. That's not what I'm after. When I talk about a cleanse, I'm talking about like things that affect my my energy, my thoughts, my mood. And following like random ass people, when I got on Instagram, I was like, what the fuck am I doing on here? So it just, I just un- mass exits, m- mass unfollow. And it was one of the best things I've ever done. And I encourage you to do the same. And I, I didn't feel bad when I was unfollowing people, people that I felt like I had some type of weird allegiance to or loyalty to it would like or I don't know I or people that I held in in high regard unbeknownst to them like I just I just let go people from my past that because they were such a big part of my past I felt like I always had to hang on to them I got rid of following them and it's just like once you get rid of your because in a way like me following people is is an attachment especially in our like digital world it's like it's like me letting go of energy i don't know i've been on this like spiritual journey you know like lately and it's been uh it's been it's been very nice um a bit scary, but it's it's been nice. Um, speaking of spiritual journey, uh, I've come to a deeper sense of acceptance. And what I mean by that is I have accepted things that didn't go as planned in my life, even though I tried my hardest. I accept my shortcomings. I accept that I'm not perfect. I accept that maybe things that I want to achieve in life are going to take a second attempt and a harder attempt. Uh, I've accepted that uh, I am responsible for 100% for how my life turned out currently. And whether I am frustrated with that, dissatisfied or neutral with it, that is 100% my fault. It's easy for someone like me to blame a higher power for the things that I lack, but in all reality, if I don't do the work, I'm not going to get results no matter what that is. So I've, I've, I've come to like know that and accept that and operate on a, on a mindset where I'm just like, okay, these are the potential negative outcomes if I do this. 
if I continue with this behavior, I'm accepting those negative outcomes. Like, I'm just not bullshitting myself. Does that make sense? I also realized that I spent, I spend currently way too much time on my phone. And it's kind of scary because it's like, it's unhealthy. And I talked to my therapist about it. And uh, he encouraged me to set screen controls or screen time controls. I haven't done it, but I will say that I read for two hours today. I'm reading a book on dark psychology. It's actually 10 books in one. I will share with you a lot of interesting things that I have uh, come to realize that I've already known, but just never had the sentences to articulate what I inherently new from experience um but that that is an interesting read so i will share some dark psychology with you in the near future it's a very interesting book i predict that i will get through that pretty fast anyways um i refuse to repeat negative habits and old ways of thinking this year and i'm not just saying that i'm putting that into practice and It's been very uncomfortable. I will be honest with you. Making changes, necessary changes, I won't get into the specifics, but making these changes have been uncomfortable because I don't have time to be lazy. I don't have time to daydream. I don't have time to overanalyze. I don't have time for 30 more minutes in bed or, or whatever. I... I hold myself accountable for my future self. I set myself up for success for the next day or for the next hour um, or for any situation. Just know that like I've been making good, good, positive changes. I've been meditating. I've been becoming more disciplined. I've also been... Staying away from antipsychotics and pretty much psych meds altogether with close watch under my therapist. But um, so far, so good. So far, so good. I'll do another episode as to why I made that decision because I know I've been pro-meds up until now. But um, it was a it was a choice that didn't come easy. I don't want people to think that I just one day decided, oh, I'm not going to take my meds because I don't feel like it. Like I don't. That's not what happened. And I know people who take meds, especially bipolar people, they have the tendency to not take their meds, and that's a symptom of their bipolar disorder. But I promise, this is part of. I guess you can argue part of the the cleanse that I've been going through. Anywho, when I realized my mom was a quote-unquote fed, for those of you who don't know what fed means, it's short for federal. It's one of the branches of government in the United States that is 
notorious for having executive authority over the entire United States. So we have our individual states that make their own laws, and then we have federal laws that apply to all the states that have to be enforced. So I'm going off on a tangent, but basically... It's the branch of the the U.S. government that has the most power. I will say that. Um, and what do I mean by power? They can kill people. They can put people in jail for a long time. They regulate drugs. Um, or I should say they regulate narcotics legal narcotics and illegal narcotics they they do a lot of things but they're notorious for going after criminals that are equally as notorious so these are your human traffickers these are your terrorists these are mass murderers drug smug drug smugglers cartels like these are like the the extreme criminals like when you think of criminals like think of the federal government okay i went off on a huge tangent but the day i realized or the moment i realized there was a series of moments that made me realize (laughs) that my mom was a fed a federal officer. It was when she got pulled over for speeding. And instead of handing her driver's license over to the cop, she pulls out a badge and hands it to the officer. And the officer is a, is a police officer, is a state officer, right? And in up until that moment, in my eyes, I always knew my mom was a quote unquote officer, but I never pictured her as like a real cop. Because th- there's there's like an officer and there's a cop. Like a cop has a uniform, a gun, a badge, a notepad, has a squad car. And has like like a very hard exterior. Um, that's a cop. An officer is 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 an agent with a badge who does other things for the courts, but has high authority. Does that make sense? So um, they both have badges. They just conduct their work differently one is an officer they're both officers one is more commonly known as a cop so get this i'm in the passenger seat i'm scared that my mom is going to get arrested because here's the police so up and up until that point in my mind they're equal so 
he takes my mom's badge and he's like, what the fuck are you, what the fuck did you just hand to me? What the fuck did you just hand to me? Are you serious right now? Like, he couldn't believe that my mom handed him a badge. Like, I don't think he thought that it was real. So she was like, she, she didn't say anything. So he like went back to his, to his car, his squad car. He ran the numbers on my mom's badge. And like, I was looking in the rear view mirror and like he couldn't, it was like he was doing double takes. It was like he couldn't believe what he was seeing. Like I, I, didn't, I didn't know what he was seeing, but I got a hint of what he might've saw when he came back to the car and he he handed my mom's badge back to her and he was like, oh, I, I apologize, officer so-and-so, my mom's last name. I apologize, officer so-and-so, um, please be safe on the road, you know, have a nice day. <laughs> and then my mom was like, thank you very much. And, and... One thing that is very obvious within law enforcement is chain of command and hierarchy. My mom is a federal officer. She has more authority than a sheriff. I won't get into the details, but my mom can do things. If someone is not listening, she can do things that can really ruin a criminal's day. Seriously. And not things that are like physical, but she can have influence. She can make things happen. She has access to systems that like that are made by the government for the government and i've i've seen them and i wasn't supposed to but i was i was a very i was an only child and you know it was just me and my mom and we were buddies and you know on weekends it wouldn't be a rare occurrence for me to be on government technology i'll talk about that in a little bit So, um, when my mom basically showed the state cop whose boss, which was her, which was her federal ranking, it just showed me that like, oh my gosh, there, there's like a hierarchy within police that they, they belittle each other. They, they put each other in check. Um, my mom's name is well-respected in every jurisdiction up until this point in her career for being a federal officer for 28 years. Um, any, any police department, any halfway house, any federal courthouse for most of the country. Many areas where law enforcement is involved, even down to the classes being taught at ASU in the criminology course, um, my mom's name is respected. 
She's not referred to as her first name. She's referred to as officer and then her last name. My mom is deeply respected. And because of that, I knew almost instantly that I could not bring shame on my mom's good name. My mom has built a name for herself in law enforcement and not just any branch of law enforcement, like the highest branch of law enforcement, federal law in in my country. So I, we all know that I was like a bad teenager. So it was very, it wasn't hard for me to avoid getting arrested for things that I could have been arrested for based on the behavior I was doing all the time. It wasn't hard because I, without knowing it, having a mom that was a federal officer, I was already exposed to a world where I saw the consequences of getting arrested. So I made it my job before it was even um, doing anything that was illegal. Before I was before I was even doing any any deviant behavior, I was um I, I was always aware of my rights. I was always aware of what police can and cannot do. I was uh, very aware of um, laws in my state surrounding probable cause and warrants and um, entering and like searching. Like things like that. I was very I was very privy to that because my mom was an officer. It's not because she taught me that. It's, she didn't sit me down and say, this is my inside knowledge of being a federal officer. This is how you avoid getting caught. That's she never did that for me. It was you better not fucking embarrass me. Like she never said that, but it, it went without having to be said. That when you are a child of law enforcement, especially federal law enforcement, you better not be a drug addict. You better not be a pedophile. You better not be a hacker, a terrorist, a a, a human trafficker, an arms dealer. You better not be a criminal. You better be a goody two-shoes. You better have the best image because you want to make your mom or dad look good in the eyes of other officers in the eyes of the judges they work under (sighs) like the defendants who are in trouble who are supervised by my mom they are scared of her like she and she has instilled the fear of god into every single person she has supervised let me tell you about my mom she has been at the Sandra Day O'Connor Courthouse, which is in downtown Phoenix. You can look it up. It is a glass courthouse building. And when I say glass, I mean the entire building on the outside is made of glass. The glass is 100% bulletproof. I said the glass is 100% bulletproof. And the reason why I know these things is because from a very early age, I'm talking like six years old, my mom would 
having participate in what was called Take Your Kids to Work Day. If you're a millennial, you might remember Take Your Kid to Work Day where your parent was allowed to take you to their job to show you what they did. It was kind of like a career exploration type of thing, but it was very fun. And the courthouse, the federal courthouse in Phoenix, they had a Take Your Kid to Work Day. So I participated and I was able to um, get a tour to the entire courthouse. And that's how I was able to learn facts that it was bulletproof. Um, They have the main courthouse. They have have courthouses within the courthouse um, where different trials go on. And uh, the main courthouse has a chandelier that is a million dollars. I couldn't believe it. Um, They... I was... Like, the federal courthouse, there's so much that goes on in there. But just know that if you are in trouble and you're at that courthouse, you are fucked. Like, you are extremely fucked. Like, you are extremely fucked. You're extremely fucked. It recently occurred to me that having a mom who is a federal officer, who still is, uh, comes with extreme privileges. And I wasn't... I wasn't ever tempted to explore those privileges because that would mean that I'd be in some type of trouble and I would never go there. So I never explored or had a thought experiment of what those privileges are. Um and one of the, and one of them is um I have a deep empathy for criminals and that may sound very weird but you know my mom even though she is a supervisor federal officer to defendants to felons um she's my mom and i know how she can be when she's pissed off When you got caught in a lie, when you failed a drug test that she just gave you, when you didn't do what she said to do, when you did the complete opposite of what she said to do. I know how, I know what my mom's wrath feels like. So everybody she came in contact with that she supervised who was in deep trouble i had a very low basic level of empathy for them like ooh, they also have to deal with my mom and i and i i kind of felt comfort in knowing that other people were sharing in the wrath of my mom for the same reasons (laughs) Uh, so it was a uh, it was comforting to know that, uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be prepared for what K 
came later on in, in life after I graduated high school. And that is my mom supervised people I went to school with while I was going to school with them. Out of like conflict of interest or I don't know, confidentiality, embarrassment, my mom never told me, hey, I'm supervising that kid that lives two blocks down from us that you know from elementary school. She supervised two kids that I use drugs with, like a lot of drugs with. And they have nothing but nice things to say about their experience under my mom's supervision. They let me know that my mom means business, that she's very respected among defendants. So that means she's respected in the halfway houses. She's respected in the jails. Um, and she, she's earned that, you know. Despite what people think about the feds, despite how people feel. They are our heroes. I'm serious. These are the people that make sure pedophiles are following the rules of their of their sentencing of their house arrest and my mom has a very intimate history with pedophiles and let me let me share you share with you some stories um my mom has to on occasion visit people's homes to make sure that it's a good environment to make sure it's their actual home and to also make sure that no other criminal is living there because that's not allowed and she checks for other things that are not allowed and um and may even surprise you with the drug test so yeah those are fun um but when it comes to visiting the homes of pedophiles there are certain things that have to be cross-referenced and double-checked like for instance pedophiles are not allowed to have teddy bears stuffed animals toys they're not allowed to have colorful bed sheets that look like ki like kid bed sheets they're not allowed to have anything that has to do with children in terms of decoration in their homes, in their bedrooms, like nothing. Everything has to be age appropriate. They can't have any Disney movies or cartoon movies. Um, they can't have uh, like certain uh, te technology, like for instance, a computer with Wi-Fi capabilities. They can't have cameras. Uh, my mom has supervised thousands, thousands of pedophiles, and that's just the pedophiles. Um, there's just countless other defendants that she supervised that 
when I say she is a when I say the feds are heroes, I don't mean they put people in jail and that's what makes them a hero. That's not what I it's not what I mean. What I mean is people like my mom, the officer, the individual she believes that people can change. She really does on a fundamental level. And with that going forward and how she operates in her day-to-day life at her job, is she offers words of encouragement. She tells defendants, you can get off drugs. You can do this. You will do this. My mom rewards good behavior. My mom has great influence on the decisions of federal judges when it comes to sentencing people, when it comes to deciding whether someone should be on house arrest or go in holding. Um, If you don't... Well, I should say it like this. In my experience, I have uh, witnessed my mom in action. Um... A lot of the times her job requires her to work on the weekends and to um, basically supervise people in her home through her phone, of course. But I would uh, listen to um, defendants um, get direction from my mom, like, uh, you can't leave the state or... You need to be at the courthouse for a UA at 2 p.m. Just just certain demands. And, it, and if you don't meet those demands, it, it's bad news for the person being supervised because it's like it's like it's like getting negative points. Everyone starts off with like a hundred points, but like if you get points deducted, it's it's bad news for your sentencing. It's bad news for the terms of your release. It, it's just bad news overall. But if you stay off drugs, if you go to cl- the classes that the judge recommends, if you you know are working with law enforcement, if you're, if you're doing positive things when you are about to go to trial in the federal court, you know, my mom was the type of officer to be like, hey, judge, you know, although they are accused of X, Y, and Z, while they were working with me, they were very compliant. They made positive changes in these areas. And I recommend that instead of this harsh punishment, they actually receive this lesser punishment. My mom has that type of influence in her day-to-day job. And I uh, I believe what the type of person she is, she's a very, very good person on the inside and she's very spiritual. Um, I think because she is spiritual, I think that her God has kept her in check and kept her humbled by having siblings and a daughter that were deviant that were criminals some convicted but all drug addicts at some point involved in the federal system so 
my mom was never allowed to be an arrogant cop. And I'm not saying that they don't exist because they are out there, especially in the federal court system. But um, because of who her loved ones are, who they turned out to be, she was never allowed to. um, Well, I guess I should say she's always been humbled in her authority that she has been able to exercise. Uh, my mom doesn't exercise her authority as a federal officer with a light heart. She doesn't take delight in enforcing the law. But what she does take delight in is seeing people change. My mom says that every day she sees that evidence of why she continues to do what she does, has been doing, is that people change and that she sees that evidence every day when she visits people when um people all you know jail if your sentence isn't a life sentence prison i should say federal prison it's not the end of the world it's 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 kind of the beginning of a better life for a lot of people it's weird I, um, even till this day, I feel a little weird revealing to people, (laughs) I just revealed to the entire world, but revealing to people what my mom does and who she works for. I don't get into specifics, specifics, um, because it's dangerous, but I stopped hanging around like groups of people because like when I was like heavy in my drug use in high school, I stopped hanging around certain groups of people because I knew that they knew my mom wasn't just a cop, she was a fed. And I never wanted to be in a position where I was held for ransom or I was used, I was harmed in a revenge situation. You know what I mean? So my mom's about to retire. Um, she should have retired, but you know, the economy. But I hope that I gave you some insight as to um, what it's like to be so close to the feds without being in trouble and without working for them. I think it's very interesting. I talked about privileges earlier on in the episode, and I want to elaborate on that a little more, just a little bit at the end here. But some of those privileges are um, knowing things before they happen. My mom's not, she wasn't supposed to share classified information with me but she has shared classified information with me and um i would know of events taking place particularly raids and arrests of certain establishments and criminals and organizations before it would happen and then um it would happen it'd be all over it'd be national news 
Um, there are government vehicles. Uh, <laughs> there are... Um, there's different levels in the federal system. But I won't bore you with that. I just hope that if you hated the feds at the beginning of this podcast or you completely despise them, I hope that I was able to change your mind. And if you were curious about the feds or you knew a lot about the feds, I hope I offered a different perspective and some insight. That was pretty interesting. But... Not everyone has a parent that is in law enforcement. And like I said, there is levels to law enforcement. And my mom happens to be pretty high up. And I'm just very thankful that I didn't fuck that up. I didn't fuck up her name. Um, I hate to get morbid, but at my mom's funeral... I am going to hold her badge up high. I am going to talk about her career. I am going to talk about how honorable it was. Um, It it still is. uh, My mom is so respected from everyone in that courthouse. Everyone. The judge, like I said it before, like she's so respected. It's crazy to see people almost shit themselves in the presence of your mom. It's such power, such power, such honor. We're listening to a goth synth playlist. Um, I got it from Twitter. Hope you liked it. I don't want to be a stranger. Coming up. So we will be pounding out a lot of episodes. Hopefully. I know I say that, but then I say things. And then it's like I have to do it. And that's another story. Thank you so much for listening to the Manic Candace podcast. It's your girl Candace back at it again with a brand new episode. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whenever and wherever you're listening. I bid you adieu. Bye bye. Hey, what's your sign on how you